Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a Quick Hits Tuesday edition of Battle Red Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is producer Nico. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You sound like uh, like a Russian spy or something there. Hey, man. My name's not Nico for no reason. I, I Is that a Russian spy name? Like, what am I finding out uh, right now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Good news, bad news. Your producer's a spy, but he likes you. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Yeah. I'll take it, I guess. Why not? Um... We won't spend too long here. This is a quick hits edition after all. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about my uh, thoughts and opinions on the game uh, Sunday. The Texans uh, tie. Incredible soul, performance. Soul crushing tie. Did you say incredible performance right when I said soul crushing? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. We're consistent at least. Um, and then beyond that, uh, we'll talk about just some quick stuff that happened around the NFL. Kind of my opinions about certain uh, teams and stuff and then we'll we'll jump out I'm, we're gonna be talking about the nfl all season uh so there's gonna be tons of overlap but that's okay because that is what everyone enjoys talking about sports and that's what we're here to do um before we get too far into it though i am gonna go ahead and do this ad read here so let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the houston scene custom geek parties everything from corporate team building exercises geek themed weddings rpg parties board game parties cosplay parties and more call gamers inner circle geek party at 281-746-4260 gamers inner circle geek party at 281-746-4260 gamers inner circle are you in yet uh they're really awesome they seem it's a really cool idea it's kind of a novel thing that they're doing they are letting you basically you know a lot of people when they do these things one person runs a whole dm group or something and everyone else is interacting and playing well they'll have somebody come and do that for you if you want to have like a dungeon dragons themed birthday party or something they'll bring the custom cake and they'll dungeon master will run a whole birthday uh themed thing for you it's a really cool idea i haven't heard anyone ever doing it that's why i was excited when i met these guys uh so check it out if you got some time it's 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 definitely an interesting idea uh corporate team building and all kinds of other cool stuff uh so nico what do you take away from the Colts and the Texans finishing in a tie, considering Vegas said we were seven-point underdogs, uh, we had no hope of winning this game. The over/under was 46, which is fairly lowish for an NFL game. Uh, they basically were saying we weren't going to pull our weight and score points. Right. Well, I was really impressed, um, and I, I should have just turned the television off after the fourth quarter or before the fourth quarter, and I would have felt much better about myself. <laughs> Listen, watching that game happen, I was a genius until there was about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, I think it's six or eight minutes left when they go, when the turnover happens, where on second down, 
they pass it when they shouldn't. They go out there, I think there's seven, almost eight minutes left. There's like 750, 740 on the clock. And basically, if the Texans get three first downs, the game is over. So the goal there is to just make a dominant drive. 40 yards. That's all you need to do. If you get 40 yards, you win the game. The Colts had two timeouts at that point, uh, so they weren't going to be able to cancel out any whole drive. There's still the two-minute warning somewhere and all that. But your goal is to run uh, eight plus to three, so 11 plays. You just need to get three first downs, and it's it's a ball game. Um, so the first down, we run it. Rex Burkhead gets a good two yards because he's not as good as Damian Pierce. That is one frustrating thing. They kept they leaned a little more in Rex Burkhead's favor, but they were swapping these two two guys out very evenly. And my problem with that was I thought we were saving uh, Damian Pierce for the end of the game. I thought the reason they were splitting these carries in the beginning was so that Damian Pierce could go in there in the fourth quarter and really just hammer it. Give him the ball six times in a row, seven times in a row, and let him just demolish a tired defense. Instead, what wound up happening, they kept splitting. They kept splitting. They kept splitting. As a matter of fact, they got into a late in the fourth quarter. They took a timeout to call a third and one run play. And the run play winds up being this Rex Burkhead uh, single back power run against a whole stacked defense. It, that was, it was a terrible call. You've got to put Damian Pierce in that situation, first of all. But secondly, it wasn't even a, a creative or good run play. And they didn't execute. They ran to the weaker side of the line. The left side's been our was the better side this game, and it should be because it's the more expensive side. It's the it's the green tunsil side of the of the offensive line. Uh, but instead, what we found ourselves looking at there is uh, a fourth down, and look, we screwed up. We 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 had no business running that that situation, and um, it was just a mess. The game. The, with, with about seven minutes ago, we turned into the how-can-we-screw-this-up Texans, where the rest of the game, we had been the competitive, let's-go-get-this-Texans. I will say that Davis Mills was erratic all game. Um, he he Any of those open throws on the outside, he just really struggled with. Ankles are two feet over their head, but never anywhere where they were supposed to be able to catch it. And that was a frustrating thing to see. Um, OJ Howard had two touchdowns on two catches. I think that was his whole day. Um, and it was the same play, just flipped. So his route's the same one both times. It's just straight up his seam. And on the first one, uh, Davis Mills does everything he can to almost miss him. If you watch the play, it's it's in a bad spot, and OJ Howard even struggles to stay on his feet long enough to stumble into the end zone. When you watch that play, OJ Howard's tripping over himself because he kind of had to bend behind himself to catch the ball because it was high and had his face mask instead of in front of him in his numbers. The second time, Davis Mills actually puts the ball right on him. And he, he catches it and basically gets to walk into the end zone and look like a look like a you know a football player, and that was cool. Um, but we were a mess, just offensively. Not a lot of great down, downfield plays. The pass interference call we got late was lucky. Uh, and the flea flicker play... That where we threw it to Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, Davis Mills doesn't even put enough under it to catch Brandon Cooks in stride for what should have been a touchdown. Um, so there's nobody in front of Brandon Cooks on that play. If the ball's in front of him, he catches it and runs it. I mean, it's it's a it's a free touchdown, but Davis Mills underthrows it. So I mean, it's just 
he had a very erratic game. And that's that's a frustrating thing because it means there's points left on the board. Brandon Cooks makes that touchdown. You know, a couple of the other thirds third downs happen. There were a lot of third downs where he made bad passes. And then you're kind of just left wondering what if, you know. Uh, because Matt Ryan played exactly like I expect Matt Ryan to play, which was bad for most of the game. Um, now, in that fourth quarter, once we took the uh, the foot off the gas, because now we were like, okay, let's just let's just contain them. Once we said we were going to contain them and started running like a shell defense where we just didn't – nobody run past us, but we're not going to cover anything short. Well, all of a sudden, Matt Ryan looks like a surgeon because everything is open right in front of him. The first 15 yards of the field are wide open. So he's just dinking and dunking down the field. And Jonathan Taylor, um, who I said was probably going to have a good game against us, I, I, going into it, I said, Jonathan Taylor's probably going to have, you know, 90 yards, 100 yards. It's what does the rest of the team do? Uh, Jonathan Taylor, in, th- in three plays in that fourth quarter late, had like 40 yards. Ugh. Like, he ran like a 10-yard, a 12-yard, and a 14-yard just back to back to back because we were backing up because we didn't want them to score a touchdown. Then all of a sudden we realized, we're like, oh, we're, we're literally in the red zone already. We really wanted to try and make them work for it, and instead they just they just sprinted downfield because they, they took full advantage of that prevent defense. They were like, okay, no problem. We'll just walk it in, no problem. Right, and, and you know, Jonathan Taylor is not an easy tackle once he gets going. You've got to really catch him before he builds up speed and power. It's like the juggernaut, right? Like, catch him on the first step, not on the fifth. And that was, that was an issue there uh, because once he gets going, like, the safety's supposed to stop him 10 yards deep. Okay, good luck with that. Um, there he goes. So, it was tough. It was a tough – it was a rough finish to the game and a rough fourth quarter. Um, and that was that was not what you want to see there, you know? Um, but I did feel like a genius when we were up, you know, 17-3 or, uh, you know, even tw- even 17-10. I was like, yeah, this is what we want to see. And, and yeah, then, like, this, is, this is what it's all about. <laughs> and then it just kept getting worse and worse. I will say, though, I don't like to make fun of people. I mean, I do. It's a great hobby of mine. Uh, but the Colts kicker looks exactly like every... YMCA guy who talks a big game and then goes out there and just totally blows, like, the free throws. Yeah, he's got, like, winner tattooed across his arms. <laughs> if you've ever played at a YMCA and the 40-year-old at the pickup game is like, yo, yo, I got next, I got next, and, like, is calling his own fouls and everything, uh, <laughs> this guy just had the thickest goggles and the 80s mustache. He just really had, like, YMCA old guy vibe. Um... Uh, and he absolutely just cost them the game. Just absolutely cost them the game. It was a mess. It was just a train wreck. Um, I do Shout out to have, that guy, I guess. You know, you guys were calling the game messy. I listened to the Monday show. Uh, I listened to you guys. You know, I care. Uh, you guys were calling the game messy. Uh, that's just kind of... Lovey Smith's style is to create turnovers on defense. His Bears teams get turnovers, and they knock the ball out a lot. The ball, the football is going to be on the ground several times a game in a Lovey Smith coached game, uh, and that's just the style of play. He famously had a cornerback, Peanut Tillman, who would just punch footballs out of the arms of receivers as they ran downfield. Uh, matter of fact, he had like a really bad break in his arm one time because his arm was like tangled up with a guy, and someone else tackled him, and blah blah. blah. But like 
like a bad break in his arm. Uh, but that's what he was known for, was punching the football out. Uh, and he did it for years. Uh, that was like his signature. Uh, and that was a Lovey Smith thing. Like, Lovey Smith develops the culture of get me the football. Um, overall, the Pep Hamilton, as, offensive, as the offensive play caller, I think he did okay. Uh, I think that'll get better over time. I don't like the swapping in and out of Dreskel in, in, Mills, in Davis Mills. I think, that's, I think those were mistakes. I think those plays... Davis Mills didn't perform as well as he should have when he got back in. It looked like he had a hard time getting a rhythm going. Uh, it looked like on plays after he got hit, he didn't feel confident in the pocket also. So I think those are things that they can work on. I think some things he's just got to either figure it out or he won't. I don't know how you get better at hitting open receivers with the football. I don't know what the magic is for that. Get better? I don't know. <laughs> like... You either should be able to throw to the open guy or not. Like, that shouldn't be a skill that we have to practice on Tuesdays. You know what I mean? Like, hey, in the walkthroughs today, we're going to throw to open guys. <laughs> like, that, like that shouldn't be the thing we have to focus on in practice. But it does feel like that's what we're going to have to focus on in practice this week because that was something he genuinely struggled with. A lot of open guys he, he missed. And then when everyone was covered, God forbid he had to make a choice, you know, post-snap. Like, he didn't... It, the word I'm going to use is erratic. He was erratic this game. Um, if at the end of the season I'm still giving him the grade of erratic, then he's not he's, our guy. I mean, I think that's like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, because then he'll have like 20 games of football. He was good for zero of them. Like, yeah. If the if the if I'm still at the end of the season going, ah, he still seems erratic. Like. Man, that second that second quarter. Okay, let's put it this way: the third quarter we had we we outgained the Falcons by like eighty yards. Okay, I think they had 25, 30 yards, and we had like one hundred and fifteen. Then in the fourth quarter, at one point they put up a stat where the Falcons had one hundred and one yards, and we had minus five. <laughs> the Colts, you mean? But yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Falcons because Matt Ryan's. But yeah, yeah, I uh, we can't do that. We like the quarter. Davis Mills has to make plays. The quarterback is required to lead his team when times are tough. Right. That and we're just like this this is like the worst rushing we've ever had ever. I don't know what happened. Um It's tough to say because like again, I think I think I thought we were gonna use Damian Pierce a lot more than we did. Which is questions like why? Why yeah. did we not use him? Yeah, I don't, and that's that. And it, they talked about it in the press conference. Lovey Smith's answer was, "I really thought we were going to use our starting running back more. I thought we were going to work him in more. That's something we're going to work on." So he basically has given Pep Hamilton total control of the offense and said, "You can run that. I'm running the defense." Um, and yeah, I think he, I think Pep Hamilton is a smart guy and a good offensive coordinator, but I think he outthought himself for this first game. He, he has a little bit too many ideas and not enough practice here. We're just like, this is going to be so smart, and it just doesn't happen. Well, I think he just didn't. Sometimes you, you like you overthink it, or, you, or in the moment you don't realize what you're not doing. For example, in the Monday Night Football game last night, uh, and in early in the second quarter they put up a stat, and Russell Wilson had completed four passes. And none were, and he hadn't. He had made zero attempts to wide receivers. All the attempts had been made to running backs or tight ends at that point. 
Nice. So you have to, like, that's clearly not by design. You don't run pass plays and not throw to your receivers. But it was just one of those things where it just worked out that way coming into it, and nobody had thought to, like, okay, well, let's run some stuff to really get our wide receivers involved. Later on, they started to, and it changed the game for them because they were struggling in the beginning. Um, but, like, it is – sometimes you just, in the game, you don't think about things. So let's kind of go around the NFL real quick. Obviously, the Bills-Rams game we talked about. Um, the Saints-Falcons game. The Saints and the Falcons are both kind of messy teams right now. I really – I was a little – I was impressed with the Saints' ability to come back. They were down 10-23 to 23 going into the fourth quarter. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to, to come back to win that game, 27-26. That was impressive. Keeping the, keeping the legacy alive. Is it Drew Brees is the true comeback king? He was, he was, and now it's Jameis Winston back from any injury. Last year, he played, I think, six games for them, and he looked, he looked good. Because uh, he can see he got now. hurt, and then he was hurt. So, yeah, it's because he can see. He's not right. blind anymore. That might be what it comes down to. Listen, if Jameis Winston really turns it around, I will one hundred percent concede that it might be because he finally has vision. But what that means for the first five years, when he made. $40 million and didn't once get LASIK is it, or wear glasses on the field is an insult to his teammates. Like, it makes me yeah. hate him more if that really was the only problem. Yeah, it makes him it makes him a real problematic person just in terms <laughs> right. of, like, a team it, player. It makes him a bad person. It really does. Uh, the 49ers looked bad. The Bears looked only a little bit better. The 49ers quarterback, Trey Lance, remember, is supposed to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I don't, I don't think he is, and they lost 10-19, so maybe he's not. The Steelers, they looked like a mess against a Bengals team that surprisingly was bad. Uh, the Bengals team had five turnovers, but they missed a game-winning extra point. It was blocked with no time left to go into overtime. At least, at least it was blocked and not just, like, terribly shot. Right. No, that's a good point. So, Minka Fitzpatrick blocked it. The Steelers get the chance in overtime, and they kick a game-winning field goal. So, all said and done, like, the Bengals had five turnovers, and I think Joe Burrows was sacked or hit seven or eight times, uh, and they still lost in overtime and had a chance to win at the end of regulation. So, like, the Bengals will be fine. Uh, it's a surprise the Steelers were able to hang on and win, and they just lost T.J. Watt probably for the season. Um, and their quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky, so I don't expect to say the Steelers' name very much in a good way this year. The Trubisky, he's here! Um, the Eagles beat the team you don't believe in, the Lions. Uh, that's not a real team. But it was a, the Eagles it was had a, a close game, week. 38-35. The Lions were scoring consistently going up and down the field. Jalen Hurts, um... He looked okay, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big Jalen Hurts believer. I don't know. We'll see down the road. The Dolphins humiliated the Patriots. Now, the Patriots are on the road going to Miami. They struggle every year there anyway. If this is their struggle yeah, game, it's like that's their kryptonite fine. team. Like, the Dolphins are the kryptonite to the Patriots. They somehow lose to them all the time. And it's always on, like, some crazy miracle. Like, yeah, this year it wasn't. This year it was not a crazy miracle thing. Now, they just, Tua still Yeah, because they don't have... <laughs> They don't got the boy anymore. They don't, right. got, they don't got Tom Brady. Now, to be clear, in a 20-7 to victory, Tua only had 270 yards and one touchdown. Uh, but 
He did have the most important touchdown I've ever seen. It was fourth and seven. The Dolphins chose to go for it anyway, like 30 or 40 yards out. And they wind up throwing a touchdown pass to Waddle. That is just nuts. Tyreek Hill had a really great quote about it that I won't repeat. But it was a compliment on the size of the Dolphins head coach's special organs. Uh, nice. To paraphrase, he's got big ones. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, the Ravens. To be fair, just... Dolphins special. They love that. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Every player loves it. Oh, fourth and seven, we're going for it, and we score. Every team, in the, every player in that locker room is going to do everything he asked them to do all season. They're going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, I'm a genius. Right. Um, the Ravens lost to the Jets, or beat the Jets 24-9. to uh, The Browns beat the Panthers 26-24. to Costing Baker Mayfield his revenge win. Uh, it came on a late field goal. Like, literally... The Browns score, or the Panthers scored. I think there was like a minute and fifteen left, and the Browns took it down the field and were able to kick the game winner. Uh, the Washington oh. Washington won. The Washington Commanders they beat the Jaguars. Uh, Carson Wentz looks like a superhero. Three hundred thirteen yards and four touchdowns. Oh yeah, monster game from him. Um, the Giants beat the Titans. This is an interesting one to me. Because the Giants were on the road in Tennessee. And again, you know I like Mike Vrabel. Uh, now, this does... this The Tennessee might be the team that I'm wrong about. Because I said I don't think they're going to take too much of a step back. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill looked good. 266 yards, two touchdowns. However, Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back, had 164 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries. That's a, that's a, that's a big average. Um, and more importantly, he had a, I think it was the go-ahead touchdown, because it's 21-20 is the final score. It's in the fourth quarter, that go-ahead touchdown. Saquon Barkley gets the ball about four yards out from the end zone. Tennessee has the play red. There are four Tennessee defenders between Saquon, Saquon Barkley in the end zone, and he puts on his man pants, and he scores a touchdown. Yep. Uh, uh, the Vikings yep. do beat the Packers fairly thoroughly um if you had jordan jefferson in your fantasy league my first question is why but my second question is did you enjoy 184 yards and two touchdowns from him um yeah did he, he they ran some sort of crazy stat on espn on the stat line they they've started measuring openness on receivers like the ability to get open green bay forgot to cover jordan jefferson numerous times in this game uh, you would just look up, and he would just be standing. Like, there's two or three highlights where there's no one on the screen but him when he catches the ball, and it's not zoomed in. Like, he's alone <laughs> on the field. Um, he was. You zoom just, out, and there's just two people on the like, field. Like Green Bay's yes. walking to the sideline, not knowing there's a play, kind of a deal. Like, like he is alone, <laughs> alone, alone on the field. And uh, the, the stat was something along the lines of. He more than doubled his average openness for his career. Oh, oh my god! So like, this is how open he was. This the av- the number for this game was double like his career average in openness. It's a yeah. little bit intense. Uh, the Chiefs spanked did okay. the Cardinals. I'm sorry. Remember, there was a lot of drama about Kyler Murray having the uh, study clause in his contract 
yep, yep. it seems like it might have been required. Like, it looks a lot like he didn't put in the time. Also, uh, secretly in the boys' chat, I had been... Someone had told me that there's a chart that tracked his performance um, compared to when Call of Duty and Modern Warfare games come out. So I Googled it. I'm not going to say that that's what he does, but if you want to take the time to Google uh, Kyler Murray, Call of Duty, or Modern Warfare uh, charts, what you'll see is a series of charts where there's a line for the date for the game that comes out, and all of his stats are lower on the side after the date after the games come out. Every season of his career. Every season. <laughs> That's incredible. That's dedication, baby. I'm not baby. saying that, that all he's doing is playing a video game and he stops caring about football, but it looks like he just starts playing a video game and stops caring about football. 44-21 to 21 was the final. Um, the Raiders played the Chargers and the Chargers won by five. Eh. It, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what I expect from either one of these teams yet, so it's hard to judge. The Buccaneers came into Dallas and just embarrassed. 19-3 was the final. Leonard Fournette had 127 yards. Tom Brady had 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dak Prescott broke his hand. By the way, I've had that break. Uh, The scar on my right wrist, the long scar, that's the same break that he had. They have to go in and put a pin, and you can't use any weight on that thumb for six to eight weeks, and then you've got to rehab it back. Um, so there's because he's an athlete and he's better than me. They're saying he'll be back in eight weeks. Um, their season's over. That's it. It's done. They couldn't do anything with him. I don't know how they're supposed to do anything without him. But also their deep their defense yeah. didn't look great. You know, they look like they have troubles. This is going to be a dangerous season for them. Mike McCarthy is probably getting fired at the end of the year. Also, Jason Garrett was one of the what do you talking mean? heads. Uh, on NBC's Football Night in America. That guy is the most vanilla ice cream if, if vanilla ice cream was a person I've ever seen in my life. What do you mean, Corey? Uh, Dak Prescott is statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league and also... Uh, yeah, I have nothing no, yeah, else. There's yeah. nothing else to say. Well, this team yeah, is terrible. Yeah, the team is terrible. But Jason Garrett, literally everything, he had no inflection, no tone to his voice. He was supposed to be excited about picking the Cowboys... And maybe he wasn't. Like, the entire studio picked the Buccaneers, and he was like, come on, man, I have to go Cowboys. But it was read in, like, one note. It was like if a robot was learning to be a person, and they hadn't figured out, like, facial or inflection or any of that yet. That's who Jason Garrett is. He's like He's like the pre-release version of Data from Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, he's like the beta of Data. The beta data. beta data, Jason Garrett. Um, and then the game last night. Listen, uh, the Broncos aren't great. Russell Wilson, not impressive. Their head coach, not great. They had like six delay of game penalties. They are a mess. Uh, they lost by a point, though. The, the Seahawks aren't great. 